The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton. I'll be your host for the next hour. And I really want to delve deep into some very disturbing subjects today. Uh, The title of this particular show is going to be Choosing to be Free of Self-Condemnation. And I've given this some quite a bit of thought in uh, why I should do this show. Now, these shows that we run here are really based on, you know, combating human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography, as the announcer just said. But it is a very complex subject. I've been doing it over, well, right at 10 years now, going on uh, starting into the 11th year, hard to believe. And uh, I've done a massive amount of reading. You know, uh, one of the things I was talking to Sergeant Sawyer about, and and maybe I should back up, this show is brought to you by Million Kids. And uh, I would encourage you, first of all, to follow Million Kids on Facebook if you really want an education about human trafficking. Uh, I am the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. For those people that are overseas, Riverside County is uh, about 60 miles east of Los Angeles in Southern California. And we have a very active task force. We have about seven full-time men and women, and we have about six more on loan, including the Homeland Security and FBI and uh, the district attorneys, investigators, and even some diplomatic services. And, you know, when I started my journey way back in 2008, working out of Cambodia through Rafa House, and uh, by the way, they're an amazing organization, Rafa House, R-A-P-H-A, Rafa House International, I, you know, began to research, and I am an avid researcher, and people say, oh, Opal, we'd love to hear you talk, but it occurred to me when I was talking to Sergeant Sawyer, my boss at the Sheriff Department, that People don't realize where this information comes. Uh, You know, I literally have tens of thousands of hours of research that I've assembled and put together. And that is what we base these shows on is, you know, this show is kind of my megaphone to share that research with you. Um, Because I felt, you know, when you see these cases, when you see this horrific exploitation of human beings in the most god-awful ways... You say to yourself, I must alert law enforcement, I must tell medical personnel, I must tell uh, sheriff departments and uh, district attorneys, and I must tell people how this is happening, because all of us live very busy lives going down a channel of goals that we're trying to accomplish within our particular realm, and it's not easy to gather up all this information or see how often this is happening. So that is the purpose of this show, is to be able to assemble a large amount of data and kind of put it in a funnel so that it's digestible for you. 
And uh, so so that is really what we're all about. By the way, you can call into this show. I do see the stats, and there are quite a few live listeners. So if you are listening live, you can call in at one 472 5788 Now, I do know that the bulk of our listeners are people who do this by archive. All of these shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. That is exploited crimes.com you go in there you go to listen on the tab of listen and you go all the way down to the bottom and you'll get the latest shows and you'll see there's about 110 hours of free human trafficking training of all kinds on there and this one will also be in there so why do I want to talk about self-condemnation well we've just come through the holidays and it was a beautiful time for me uh, once I get going on my normal life, sometimes, you know, I work a 16, 18-hour day, as I did yesterday and I'm about to do today. And so I don't always have time to read everything I want and process the feelings that go with some of that reading. A lot of times it's just taking in facts and like that. But this holiday, I had some downtime. Uh, and it was important to me. Most of you know that I uh, lost my husband almost two years ago now. It's hard to believe how quickly that has gone, although there are days I think it will never end. But it gave me time to read some books and process. And one of the books I read was a book by Dr. Edith Egger, E-G-E-R. And her book is called The Choice. And I talked a little bit about it when I talked uh, last week about overcoming adversity and uh, and uh, I can't remember what I called it, uh, adversity and like that. And this is an important discussion to have in the context of human trafficking because researchers will tell you that 70% of sex trafficking victims have been previously sexually exploited. That number is absolutely huge, Okay. Some people will tell you it's 80 or 90%. I never like a lot of statistics because, you know, people aren't statistics. They have individual lives and individual stories. But when you have a statistic that indicates that the majority of victims of sex trafficking were previously sexually violated, that should bring that to your attention. Now, I want to kind of add to that some other facts that I think paint a picture and why we need to talk about self-condemnation. They believe that at least 60% of teenage sex trafficking victims come from foster care. That is tragic, absolutely tragic, because a large portion of foster care kids have been sexually violated. And so as I always sit here in the hollows of my soul and say, what can I do to stop this? How do I fix this? I realize that one of the problems here is that the most vulnerable victim, whether they're a foster kid or a regular kid, whether they're a kid or an adult, the most vulnerable victim is a victim that does not feel good about themselves. A victim that sees themselves as damaged goods or maybe less than. A victim that is unsure of themselves or a victim that is rebellious and willing to take chances and wants to, to show the rest of the world that they have value, only they're choosing the wrong way to do that. 
they go out and they make choices where they get violated because they're trying to take shortcuts improving their worth. So at the heart and soul of being a victim of human trafficking or sextortion, and this really comes about in sextortion as I've been studying sextortion and, and in fact doing a GoFundMe. Let me, let me give you a little commercial. If you want to support our work, go to GoFundMe and find Million Kids and donate so we can create a documentary to put for free in schools so kids understand how the Internet works. But the kids who get involved in sextortion, that is sending a naked photo to someone they don't know, are doing that because they want approval, they want acceptance, they feel bad about themselves, they're willing to take risks. They think that they have to take those risks in order to find someone that's willing to approve of them and like them. You know, looking for love in all the wrong places, those old cowboy songs used to say. And uh, we are all probably guilty of that. We've all taken shortcuts in trying to get acceptance, and we've gotten burned a few times. And what happens in that is it creates shame-based thinking. We maybe uh, make out with somebody or even have sex with somebody or get drunk and act crazy and, and do things we normally wouldn't do. And then that plays back in our mind. But along with us is all the baggage that comes from our parenting, from parents who, uh, you know, many people operate from a shame-based platform. Maybe they were born into poverty, and that makes them think that they're not as good as other people, that they have to try harder and prove more. How many... um, billionaires and millionaires have we found that that have very bad childhoods and so they use that addiction of success now I'm not knocking success believe me and I'm not knocking achievement but what they do is take it to extreme levels and they never have enough to fill the hole in their soul you know you see that with many uh, uh, movie stars that very quickly become Uh, successful and they get all this money, but they can't get enough money. They can't get enough fame. So they rip off their clothes and they emulate sex acts and, you know, doing it with dogs and all kinds of crazy, crazy things out there to get to fill the hole in their soul. And what is happening is that they are operating from a position of lack of self-worth, and that makes them vulnerable to becoming victims, all kinds of victims, you know, victims of exploitation, whether it's financial or sexual or, or just public shaming. And that works on a circuit where they feed themselves the belief that they are not valuable. They are not as good as other people. And so they have to try harder. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, stuffing their soul with all kinds of stuff to try to heal the hole in their heart. And that is what we're going to talk about in the next section is, you know, how do you get free of self-condemnation? This is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and we will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about how to be free of self-condemnation. So what I have come to understand in working with parents uh, of kids that either commit sextortion or they're out there turning tricks and they're becoming victims of sex trafficking or 
they have been in the life for a long time. One of the things that I find is that at the heart and soul of the matter is a, a victim who doesn't feel good about themselves. They are easy to violate. We all know that the way that a predator, well, maybe you don't know, but I know, so I'll share with you. The, the criteria for a predator when they're looking for a victim is, are they available and are they vulnerable? What do we mean by that? If they're available, if they're putting themselves out there on the Internet, if they're looking to talk to strangers, if they're seeking out a boyfriend or a girlfriend, if they're willing to send photos, that's available, okay? Vulnerable is when they don't feel good about themselves, when they don't feel strong and proud and know who they are. And I mean proud in a positive term there, not arrogant proud, but proud knowing their own self-worth as a as a loved and and, uh, forgiven child of God, quite frankly. So in looking at this, I've said to myself, how can I strengthen our young people so they won't be victims? And one of the aspects that I have found in that are kids who come from homes where parents are literally shame-based. And this is a very complicated and complex subject. It is not an easy subject to identify. You see, most people who want to combat human trafficking, they get see one of these documentaries and then they want to go down to the motel and wait for the cartel and rescue the girl and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's a, that's a cop-out, quite frankly. First of all, there's plenty of law enforcement, and if you're going to do that, you're going to screw up the case. What you need to do is call 911 and report it or call 1-888-3737-888 and report it. But in the meantime, the way you truly combat human trafficking is to look at the source of this. And one of the things that I have learned is that Human trafficking is a family crime. The victim is not in isolation, and the victim did not arrive there alone. The victim is there because they're vulnerable, because they have low self-esteem, because they feel low self-worth. And so they're easier to victimize because they're looking for outside approval. This uh, this journey kind of really came home to me over this holiday as I read a book by Dr. Edith Eager, Eger, E-G-E-R. The book is called The Choice. So I want to give you some ideas here. And some of them are mine and some are hers. And I will, they kind of intermingled because I've given this a lot of contemplation, even looking at my own life. And I would encourage you to look at your own life. One of the things that I have come to believe is that shame is generational. You know, as older people, which I'm one, We often will sit down and think about what we're going to give our kids in inheritance. They get this diamond ring and that piece of dishes and, you know, somebody gets the Porsche. (laughs) Not in my case, but, you know, somebody. And so you think about what you're going to give your child as a legacy. But what I want you to stop and think about is that if you have not dealt with your own shame, the legacy you are going to give your child is one of self-condemnation, a legacy of shame, a legacy of unfinished work, a legacy of your baggage, and you won't mean to do it. 
uh, it isn't something you make a conscious decision of. In fact, you it is unconscious, and you have spent most of your time right up till to this day when we talk about it openly, pretending that it's not happening, but deep in your soul, you know that it is. It's a fascinating thing when I go out and talk in the in the public because a lot of times people will come to me. Usually, it's the females that'll come to me and tell me quietly. I was molested as a child. Every now and then a male will tell me I was molested as a child, but more often than not, they'll email me afterwards because men process sexual shame differently than females do, and I get that, and it doesn't matter to me how they talk to me. That's fine, as long as they're willing to come to terms with it. You see, there's all kinds of shame. It doesn't. You don't have to have been sexually violated to be carrying shame. And I, I would encourage you, if you've taken the time to listen to this pod, podcast, and by the way, you can download it, you can share it, you can pass it on, Share it with everyone you know. Play it over and over. They're all available at ExploitedCrimes.com. But there's different kinds of shame that you're carrying in your soul. And most of us are carrying some kind of shame. Uh, Maybe your family was very, very poor. And so you carry the shame of poverty, of feeling unsuccessful, a feeling that you have not achieved as much as other people in the world. And, uh, you know, that may compromise it. You don't realize, but when you carry that shame of poverty, you put up walls of defense and walls of excuses, uh, walls of uh, isolation that say, well, you know, I'm going to do better. But inside, you still are operating kind of like pig pen. Where you, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but there was an old a cartoon character. This really ages me, sorry. But there was a cartoon character that kind of walked along and he was dropping dirt everywhere he went, you know, just discarding debris everywhere he went. And I sometimes think of that image as a human being that is shame-based, including myself, by the way, and you walk along and you're kind of depositing dirt everywhere you go. Well, maybe it's the shame of not being successful at work or the shame of having been passed over for a promotion or maybe the shame of not having gotten one of your or both of your parents' approval. That is very, very common. And parents, if that is you, I want you to stop and think about how that has impacted your life and make sure that that is not the legacy you're going to leave to your child. You see, I believe that parenting is the most important mission of all time. I believe that with all my heart. And you will pass on a legacy whether you realize it or not. And it is up to you to decide whether your legacy is going to be one of quality value of being high self-worth or you are going to simply allow that baggage baggage to slough off. And sometimes it'll actually become like a bullet going out there. You won't even be able to control yourself. You know, your, your child will do something and you'll want, you react with anger and deep emotion and, and not only self-condemnation, but condemnation of your child. And you will never, ever mean to do that. But it is what happened to you as a child and you never broke that chain of shame that went with it. So maybe it's not getting a parent's approval. 
Do you know that parents pass on the shame of their behavior if they're out cheating in their marriage? Trust me, your child will experience it. If you have a spouse that is always flirting with somebody else and not honoring the marriage, that will go on. If you or a spouse has a pornography addiction, your child will be able to sense that. Even if they never see you on that site, you know, masturbating to somebody else's photo, even if they never see that, it changes who you are as a person. And to believe differently is really lying to yourself. Maybe you're addicted to alcohol, and so maybe you even wait until the kids go to bed. You know, I'm not against having a beer or a glass of wine, but it if it's affecting your ability to be a loving and supporting parent, then you need to uh, take a look at that. All of these are contributing factors that will decide who the parent is and how they are going to interact with their child. So when all of a sudden you have a child that is acting out, they're sending out naked photos, they're sneaking out with somebody, and you look at them and go, where the hell did I go wrong? What I'd like you to do is take a little time and look at yourself. Now, I'm not blaming you as the parent. I'm just asking you to look at the impact of your own baggage on your parenting skills and your parenting approach. I think that that is very, very important that you do that. Sometimes we use denial as protection. We don't pay attention so that we can continue on our shame-based behavior without being noticed. But I'm going to tell you that it will be transferred and it will set the environment of your parenting skills. I once heard a a, a professor talk. He was a psychologist, Dr. Uh, Gary Jorgensen up in uh, University of Utah. I don't know if he's still alive or not, but he was an amazing man and he made a powerful impact on my life. And he will tell you it is not the life event, but how you perceive the life event. You see, one of the things Dr. Jorgensen knows and Dr. Edgar knows is that you can reframe the life event so that it's a positive factor. You cannot change the events of your life, but you can reinterpret your life. Whatever life events happened to you when you were 12, 13, 14, 15 years old are what we call life events, and it will impact your life for the rest of your life. But here's what I want you to see. If you don't process that appropriately, it will impact the life of your wife, your husband, your children, and their children, and their children, and your legacy will be to transfer your baggage for generations to come, and it will change their lives. This is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. I ask you to stay tuned. We're going to be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced. 
The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids. I would encourage you to go to Facebook and find Million Kids and hit like. I am not a fan of Facebook. I'm not even on my own. People want to friend me. Good luck. I'm not on there. But I am a fan of Million Kids Facebook because we have new cases every three to four hours. And you can see all kinds of new technology that predators are using. And you'll see cases of human trafficking and what they're 
what they look like. There's a large different kinds of range of human trafficking, and it's a very broad subject. And I would encourage you to learn about it and learn about it from a standpoint of, you know, improving your own life and so that your kids. I was talking before the break about uh, something that I learned from Dr. Uh, Gary Jorgensen up in Utah, that we all have life events. We escape life. Uh, The truth is we all have unpleasant experiences in our life. We all make mistakes. You know, we won't always get what we want. The when you personalize is that what I did, you, you personalize it as this is what I deserve kind of thinking. And the minute that you do that, then you're putting yourself in a prison. And so if you want to find freedom, what you need to do is relook at that event, kind of stand off from that event and reframe it. It is not the life event. It is how life event. I'm going to just share with you on a personal journey on something like that. I lost my husband nearly two years ago. It has been very, very difficult. We were madly in love with each other for 44 years, and he was an amazing, amazing man. And for a long time, I struggled with depression at the loss of my husband, and I still from time to time do that, especially since I work in a business that's somewhat depressing. (laughs) But anyway, um, but I have come out on the other side as I've looked and said, you know what? I'm one of the lucky ones. I had 44 amazing years. You know, I a lot of who I am is because of who he was and all that he taught me and all that he shared me, shared with me. So it is not the life event; it's how we perceive the life event. If we continue to believe there is no way to be loved, and the has. And so, and this is coming from Dr. Edith Edgar. It's important to look at it and reframe it. We believe that our silence, our denial is a way we are trying to create a sphere that is free from trauma. But the more you deny, 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 the more the power the negative has on us, the more it is reinforced. The silence is deafening as it imprisons us, and the way we get free is to bring it out in the open and examine it. Not as the little kid in us is processed, because that is what is happening. If you are hiding some sort of shame-based behavior, and many of us are, the bulk of us are, something that happened in your life, then I'd ask you to pull it out and look at it and reframe it. You know, don't deny it. So don't, don't, uh, don't pretend that it's not there. Bring it out in the open and examine it, not as the little kid processed it, but as the adult in you. Pretend that you're the, the parent and you're re-looking at it, and, and the child is coming to you saying, this happened to me. Find the good in the situation and the good in yourself. Reinforce yourself as an adult that you're willing to look at trials and errors, and it's not about failing or succeeding, but learning and growing. In every adverse situation, we are free to make a life, free to make a choice, free to believe what we choose to believe. 
and you will come alive again. You'll say to yourself, oh, well, win some, lose some, I did my best. You know, sometimes in a crisis, we're in an ongoing limbo between kind of looking back and moving on. And so much of our energy is used up in literally trying to deal with the past to try to restore some sense of normalcy. If that's happening in a family environment, your child is going to learn to emulate that that kind of behavior. When families have secrets, the family will perpetrate or perpetuate the damage by cutting themselves off from the past. This is so common family secret. They believe by maintaining a silent conspiracy that it, it won't cause any kind of damage, but it is that silent conspiracy that causes all the damage, quite frankly. They're convinced that the more securely they lock the past away, the safer and happier they will be. But it's a facade. You know, it is a lie, and perpetuating a family secret will create a family imprisoned by shame. Now, I'm going to add to that, because of my work with human trafficking, all of that just came from Dr. Edith Edgar, I is that the more you hide a family secret, the more sick the family will come and the more become and the more likely your child is going to be a victim that is subject to exploitation because kids actually internalize family secrets. I internalized a sense of inferiority, Dr. Edgar says. It was difficult to find a sense of identity and belonging. Uh, we use that denial as a perf- as a protection. Sometimes perfectionism is a that something in us is broken. So you dress it up, dress up your brokenness with degrees, with achievements, accolades, with promotions, with pieces of paper. I'm not I'm not suggesting to you that we should not strive to achieve. I'm not suggesting that we don't do our very best every day. But take a look at yourself if you are a perfectionist. What is that all about? Is it a feeling that if I do everything perfect, somebody will like me? Somebody will approve of me? You know, is it all about that inside of you I'm really broken and I can't tell anybody? If you're operating from that, you're making your child's life very, very difficult because there is no such thing as perfection. You know, we need to learn to love each other with all our warts, all of our flaws, all of our... ...ever one of the best ways to do it, and that is appropriate, healthy, mature humor as we accept the flaws in each other. If you are stuck in the past, say, if only I had, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you're living in a prison of your own making, and quite frankly, frankly, you are bringing your family along to your prison. Or if you're living in the future, will you be happy to? I won't be happy if I make more money unless I get more acceptance, unless I lose weight. Uh, I won't be happy unless I lose weight. But anyway. 
<laughs> you won't be happy unless you get a promotion or you find the right girl or guy to love you. You won't be happy unless your child's a success. You are putting yourself in a prison and you are bringing your child to that prison with you. This is all very, very important when you start to look about the legacy of your baggage that you are literally passing on to the next generation. I want to remind you, remember that no one can take away from you what you have put in your mind. To choose your own attitude is a given set of circumstances in its own way. It allows you to take control of your life, to grow up, to to release the baggage inside of you. Every moment is a choice. You can choose to get counseling. You can choose no matter how difficult, how painful, how oppressive you're how you can respond to that and you can teach that you choose healthy attitude in a given set of circumstances we choose how we respond to the circumstances once you understand that you have choice your life will change you will find power and confidence and inner forgiveness And you will give that legacy to your child. We're up against that break, folks. I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works 
and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Apparently, we're having a little uh, technical problem with my Spectrum connection here, so uh, bear with us. I I want to a couple of things because apparently we were very, very important. What we're talking about is, as adults and as parents, is dealing with self-condemnation and what impact that has on your child. And this is very, very important because a child with low self-esteem is a child who's available and vulnerable, and especially if they're on the Internet. So what I'm talking about is looking at your own life and saying, Am I, are there things in my life that are holding me back? Were there shame-based experiences I experienced as a child that is holding me back? Many of us operate from a fear of being deeply flawed, and we just express it differently. We deal with it differently. Some people become overly aggressive and dominating, and some people become perfectionists and demand others to be perfect. Some people become very shy and quiet, and they hesitate to engage. Some act out in shame-based behavior, becoming sexual exhibitionists, or develop addictions to pornography, gambling, spending, alcohol, and drugs. The key here, though, is whether or not you're willing to look at the parts of our life that keep us bound. Where we have failed, where people made fun of us, or where we were critical of ourselves or others or acted superior, that is the key. The key to overcoming self-condemnation is to, number one, get assistance, get help in this. You know, begin to, to understand where you're at and ask for people, to uh, professionals, to help you to bring it out in the open and examine it. Not as the little kid in you process it, but as the parent and adult in you realistically look at it. Bring it out in the light and process it from all angles, and you will feel good about the situation, and you will feel good about yourself. More importantly, it will give you the skills, it will give you the strength, it will give you the the solid foundation, that maturity, that judgment, the, the feeling of being free to be healthy again. And you will be able to pass that on down to your children as the legacy that they deserve, as the legacy that you want 
to pass down. When families have secrets, it will control the family. It is inevitable. There is not enough ways that you can hide it. If you are acting on a shame-based platform where you're acting out, where you become angry very quickly, or you're possessive, or you're depressed, or or you feel bad about yourself, or you become passive-aggressive, that's, that's one of the most dangerous behaviors because passive-aggressive looks like you're okay, but what you're really doing is bearing what you bearing, I can't say that word, you are hiding what you really feel about yourself. And I guarantee you, your child will begin to internalize that and emulate that behavior. So I believe that the subject of overcoming self-condemnation is a very important subject in the fight of sextortion and sex trafficking. Because I know that it is the kids that start from a base of feeling bad about themselves that are the most vulnerable. And kids didn't just get born that way. They absorb it. It is part of the legacy of being born in that family. And I am certain that if that is happening to you, the way you got it was you were born into your family. It was the legacy that your parents handed down to you. And you probably had really great parents, but if you had really lousy parents, either way, they had shame-based behaviors. They may have been masked differently, but they passed them on to you. And so I would encourage each and every one of you this week, first of all, I'd encourage you to buy the book, The Choice. I am not working on commission with Dr. Edgar, but it was a life-changing book for me. It is called The Choice, and it is by Dr. Edith Edgar. I'd also encourage you to re-listen to this show, even with all the technical glitches, and I'd ask you to re-listen it and share it with anybody that you know, because this is probably the single biggest way to start changing your life and your family's life and empowering young people around the world to feel good about themselves, to feel strong and know who they are and what they stand for so it will be easy for them to feel good about standing against a predator and become leaders in this fight against sex trafficking. This show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. It is brought to you by me and kids. I would encourage each and every one of you, if you're willing and open, to go to me and kids and find the donate button and support this work. Also, go to GoFundMe and find the Me and Kids Project and help us make a documentary so we can educate kids how predators use the Internet and how to stay safe and be a leader in combating against social media exploitation. This show is brought to you by me and kids. We'd ask you to follow us on Facebook. We'd ask you to donate. And more important, we'd ask you to share this show with everyone you know. And finally, I'd like to just take a minute to say thank you. I have met so many people this week that listened to this show, that downloaded. I sat next to an amazing guy yesterday, a high-leading executive who tells me, I never miss your show. I couldn't believe it. He saw my name on a sign-in sheet. He said, I can't believe I'm sitting next to you. Well, I'm not a celebrity, but I am a fighter, and we can win this war. There is absolutely no reason any child 
ever ought to be exploited. We can take this crime on. We can defeat this. We can win this battle. And we can teach each and every one of our kids how to stay safe from a predator. This is Opal Singleton at Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Crimes Against Humanity. That's us. Follow us on Million Kids, and we will see you next Thursday. Have a great week, folks. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.